the name of the Father, and the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today, read the gospel again. Somebody played with it. It's the sixth Sunday of the Holy Lent, and the gospel today is from the book of St. John, chapter 9, verses 1 through 41. The story about the, the blind man. The question was asked by the disciples, who sinned? Why he was born blind? Is it a punishment to his parents? Maybe they have committed a sin and this is their punishment and to see in, his, in the son. But our Lord Jesus Christ said, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. And the question is, what does it mean that the, because for the works, works of God should be revealed in him? Would God be happy to, to make someone else miserable so he show his glory in him? When someone is born blind or lame or maimed or whatever disability he is born with, do you think God will be ha is happy so the works of God may be revealed in that person? What glory of God has been revealed? Just do you think is it just because he received his sight back? That's not the glory of God. The glory of God he, that he received the, the spiritual enlightenment. His eyes were opened. He confessed Christ. That he is God and he worshipped him. He confessed. He accepted the faith. He believed in our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the greatest gift. Not because his eyes were opened. Well, in the end, he died again. But he died in believing in Christ. So he received or he entered into the kingdom of God. While the people who had eyes, the Pharisees and the scribes and the Jews, they were blind. So the glory of God was not revealed in them because they rejected Christ. They thought that they have eyes to see. But they were blind to acknowledge the divinity of Christ. They treated him just like a man, not as God. Not as God incarnate. So who was blind? So this man received the blindness. And, and let's look at any infirmity, any um, disability as a chance for this person to receive a greater things than just the, the disability that he was born with. Look at Zacchaeus. He was born of a short stature. But he accepted Christ into his house, into his life, into his heart. So many people was around, they were around our Lord Jesus Christ, but they didn't open their house to accept Jesus, our Lord. Zacchaeus, who was of a short stature, so that disability, uh, it's not a 100% disability, but a hindrance to him to be able to see like anybody else. But because of that disability, he was 
accepting Christ, Christ into his heart, into his house. What we pray in the Gregorian liturgy, we say, you have turned the punishment, my punishment, into joy, into salvation. You turned my punishment into salvation. Today, salvation took place with this person that, w that was born blind. And, and, and right away, he became a preacher. How strong he stood before the Pharisees and the scribes, confessing Christ with no fear. When they said, give glory to God, you know, when they said, give glory to God, they're saying, this man is a sinner. Jesus Christ is a sinner. Give glory to God who opened your eyes. Basically, the man is saying, I give glory to God, but he is God. Because we never heard of anyone who was born blind receive his eyesight back. Unless this person is from God. He is God. And when they told him, give glory to God, this is a warning. If he does not bring glory to God, he will be cast out. No dealings with him. But he, were, he was ready to stand and to take this punishment upon him. Regardless of all, that, because what he said, he said, I was blind, and now I see. What is your personal testimony with our Lord Jesus Christ? His personal testimony that he was blind, and now I see. Basically, he was saying, I don't care what you say. What I know personally, I was born blind, and now I see proof Try to say that he is an evil person, he is not God, he is. He, the only thing I know, I was blind. And now I see. So now people try to take you away from the, uh, believing in Christ. Or we see many things that d deter our faith from Christ. Unfortunately, if you don't have a personal conviction, a personal interaction, a personal encounter with our Lord Jesus Christ, like this person who said, I was blind and now I see. Maybe you're, you're easily, you, you, you give up your faith or deny Christ because you have no personal testimony, nothing personal, like this person. He said, I was blind and now I see. That's it. And that's the same work when somebody who turns from his evil ways repents and comes back to God. Everybody look at him and say, isn't this person who knew about uh, his bad history, his evil deeds and all of that, what happened to him? He changed. His eyes or her eyes were opened. Receiving Christ is not the same like when you have no Christ inside your heart. No one lights a candle and put it under a basket, but put it on a lampstand so it gives light to all who are in the house. If Christ, 
who said, I am the light of the world, is in your life, in your heart, it cannot be hidden. It cannot be hidden. The light is going to be shown, is going to be manifested to everyone. And they're going to point at you and say, what happened to you? you you're changed. Look at your, the, the, the words that you speak. Very pe peaceful. Look at your, your, your countenance. Look at your face. Look at your life changed. Why? Christ is in me. So today, he received Christ. He received greater gift than just opening an physical eye. Theodore of Opsistia uh, says, nothing happens without a purpose. He said, the Lord taught the disciples that there are many reasons for all these events and that they are certainly secret and unexplainable. And so we always complain about events whose causes we ignore. But then we also learn that nothing happens in vain. This knowledge will be given to us in the future world because what is hidden now will be revealed to us. Yes, so many things we don't know. There are so, so many questions we have for, for God. We, why, why? It will be revealed to us. Irenaeo said, he made mud and spread it on the man's eyes. Jesus completes his work as creator. He healed others by a word. He healed others by a word. That's what our Lord Jesus Christ did. Go and you'll be healed. Your sins are forgiven you. Carry your bed and walk just by a word. Today is not by just a word. What he, he said, but the Lord bestowed sight on the one who was born blind from birth, not by a word but by an outward action. He did this neither casually nor simply because this was how it happened. He did it this way in order to show it. It was the same hand of God here that had also formed man at the beginning. He's a creator. He used the same material that we were created from. We are made from dust and he used the dust again and he made clay and he opened, he created new eyes, new eyeballs to this person. St. John Chrysostom says, the long walk to the pool enables recognition. He could have said, just wash here. Why have to, our Lord Jesus Christ have to send him to the pool of Silwam all the way, far away to go and wash? St. Chrysostom said, why didn't he have him wash immediately instead of sending him to Silwam? For one thing, everyone would probably see him as he was leaving, having the clay spread upon his eyes. Would most likely focus the attention of everyone on him, both those who knew him and those who did not. Everyone would be watching him closely. And because it is not easy to recognize a blind man who has recovered his sight, Jesus, first of all, sends him his, this long distance so that he can be seen by many witnesses. This bizarre spec spectacle, spectacle 
of a man walking with a mud in his eyes would make these witnesses even more attentive so that no one could any longer say, this is not he. Just to recognize, to acknowledge the power of God. He made him walk all the way so he would be seen by people who knew him from before and people who didn't know who he was. Seeing just a man with a clay in his eyes. Just to manifest the glory of God. The creator. The blind evangelist. St. Augustine said about this man. This is the blind evangelist. He said, see how he became a herald of grace. See how he preaches the gospel. See how once he is endowed with sight, he becomes a witness. That blind man testified. And the ungodly were troubled in their hearts because they did not have in their own in their own hearts what they saw in him. St. Chrysostom also said, do you too want to become his disciples? This is what the blind man was saying to the Pharisees. Do you too want to become his disciples? Do you see how boldly the beggar speaks with the, scri with the scribes and the Pharisees? It shows how strong truth is and how weak falsehood falsehood is. Truth, though it grasps only ordinary people, makes them to appear glorious. Falsehood, even when it, it is among the strong, shows them to be weak. What he says is like this, you do not pay attention to my words. Therefore, I will no longer speak or answer you when you question me continually to no purpose. You do not want to hear in order to learn but so that you can lay insults over my words. You see, who is stronger now? The Pharisees or this blind man? Just a normal, simple man. They knew the books. They knew about the prophets. They knew about Christ. But he was faithfully, courageously stood up and he answered every question with boldness, with no fear. The insight of faith, St. Cyril of Alexandria said, he who had just received sight and had been miraculously, miraculously freed from his old blindness was quicker to perceive truth than those who had been instructed by the law. See how through numerous and wise arguments, he demonstrates the utter inferiority of the Pharisees' opinion. Today is a great miracle, and that's what we call it in the church. This is the Ahad the, al-Tanasir, is the, is, is the Sunday of the baptism or the enlightenment. Enlightenment. We all received the enlightenment when we were baptized. But what happens to us after we're baptized, we, we grow old and we commit sin. The church does not leave us or God does not leave us blind by sin. But there is another sacrament that is repentance and confession through which we continue receiving enlightenment. Washing, that's the washing that took place. What happened with this blind man when he washed 
and he received his eyesight. Every time you confess your sins, you are being washed, cleansed, and you're receiving enlightenment or renewing the enlightenment that we received in a baptism. Lent is about to finish. Have we changed? Have we received our enlightenment? Have we sat with our fathers of confession and confessed our sins and washed our eyes, receiving enlightenment again? Do we come like this person who boldly stood confessing Christ and accepting him as God? There's a beautiful verse when our Lord Jesus Christ, when he finally saw him, saw him, that means he was searching for the blind man. Why? Because he granted him openness of eyes first. But this is not the end. This is not the end. He looked for him. And he told him, do you believe in the Son of God? Who is he? And he said, the one who speaks to you or talk, is talking to you is he. He worshipped him. I believe. I believe, Lord. And that's greater miracle and gift than the first. If he just ran away happy with his eyes open and he doesn't know Christ because the miracle until he received his eyesight, he didn't know. When he was asked, who opened your eye? I don't know. He didn't say Christ. I didn't know. I was blind and now I see. But the end was accepting Christ. Believing in Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ. May we also change. May we also receive our spiritual eyesight again. ربنا يدينا يا كلنا كده. قربنا نخلص الصوم. لازم يحصل تغيير في حياتنا. لازم كل واحد يقول what changed, what took place in me during this 55 days of Lent. If there is nothing happened, if nothing changed in me, unfortunately I would say we wasted our time. Let's look for the change. Let's look for Christ himself and worship him and accepting him into our hearts, our lives, and glory be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Amen.